The car was still there. He edged a little closer, hugging the side of the towering railway viaduct. He stopped for a moment and listened. Other than the sound of his breathing and the rustling of the trees beyond the archway, there was silence. He decided to wait for a while, to recover his breath and take stock. This was not a place that people would come approaching midnight unless, like him, they had mischief in mind. The car, parked close to the curb just short of the entrance to the arch, had been there for over five hours. At first he had thought it a Mercedes saloon, but the arrowhead badging with the double M logo was one that he had never seen before. Whatever, it was large and flash, and worth a mint. He still could not understand why it was parked here, rather than in the car park further down the street where the CCTV camera kept watch. The first of the iron gates creaked noisily as he made the dogleg exit between the railings. He paused before stepping out from the deep shadow into the pool of moonlight, spilling over the cobbled street, glinting silver on the gaping radiator grill. He ducked instinctively and cursed as a bat swooped low over his head. His fingers closed reassuringly over the tool that lay deep in the zipped compartment of his bomber jacket. He pulled his baseball cap further down over his forehead and walked quickly towards the passenger door. Crouching low, he peered inside the car. It was still there, in the front passenger footwell. He unzipped his pocket, withdrew the centre punch, and pressed it against the bottom right-hand corner of the window. The sound, like a muted gunshot, echoed in the tunnel created by the archway walls and hung for a moment above the parkland beyond the gates. A fraction later, it was replaced by the wail of the car alarm. Golden flashes from the wraparound headlights threw his silhouette into sharp relief. Straightening up, he placed the punch in the centre of the window against the now crazed glass. A hole appeared the size of a golf ball. Two blows with his elbow were sufficient to allow his arm inside. The door release catch refused to respond. Cursing, he hammered the window with his elbow twice more, until he was able to squeeze his right arm, head and shoulders into the car. With his body pivoted over the door panel, he was able to grasp the handle of the briefcase. The shoulder strap caught momentarily on the rake adjustment lever before he was able to tug it free and flee towards the park gates. He jinked through the dogleg like a rugby league winger and sped into the broad, cobbled way his nan still referred to as Fitzgeorge Street. He took the first right fork uphill, not slowing until he reached the exit at the side of the Mayflower pub. Pausing only to stuff the briefcase up the front of his jacket, he stepped out onto the pavement on Rochdale Road. The steel-grey shutters were down on May's pawnbrokers and second-hand jewellers, the bright red walls a muted glow in the glare of the streetlights. To the right, he could just make out the communications mast of Collyhurst Police Station, less than half a mile away. He hurried across the road and jogged by the side of the youth centre, past the impressive mural on the outside wall that he had helped to create. He slowed, crossing Tainmouth Street and entered Ryder Street, briefly disturbing an ancient German shepherd and a mangy sheepdog in one of the backyards, before disappearing like a phantom into the maze of masonettes and three-storey flats. The sound of the alarm ceased as suddenly as it had begun. The lights flashed despairingly for several seconds and gave up. Only then was it possible to hear the feeble tapping inside the car boot. 
a long-eared owl, attracted by the sound, perched on the fence beside the car. With three-dimensional hearing, it was acutely, if indifferently, aware of the futility of the struggle within. The owl sat there for a full five minutes, his head rotating from time to time through 360 degrees. He listened as the sounds became weaker and finally stopped. Scanning the horizon one last time, he ruffled his feathers, spread his wings and soared imperiously away, leaving the arches to the bats, the silence and the night.